We're very thankful today to be joined on WXAN by renowned author, Mr. Jonathan Kahn. Mr. Kahn, thank you so much for your time. Great to be with you. Well, let's begin with this. Uh, for those who may not be familiar with your work, uh, who is Jonathan Kahn? <laughs> well, um, he, he's an author. I was a, uh, I am a, a minister uh, I, in New York City. Well, New, actually, New Jersey, across from New York City. Um, uh, the leader of the congregation is Beth Israel um, and uh, in Wayne, New Jersey. But also, I've, I've written books. I've been led to write books on the Jewish believer, um, starting with The Harbinger, and the and by God's grace, they've been bestsellers, so I've been very blessed. Um, and the latest is The Return of the Gods. Yes, the latest is The Return of the Gods, and it was released back in September of this year, and you're joining us today to talk about that book. We'll probably touch on some of the others, but... Um, the, the the return of the gods is talking about what gods exactly? Yeah, well, the return of the gods is well. First, it has to be the most explosive book I've ever written, and it is you know the 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 ultimate thing is could there be a mystery goes back to the Bible goes goes back to the ancient tablets of Mesopotamia that is behind everything that is happening right now transforming our nation I mean everything um, and could it be that the the gods that we you know we hear about the gods of you know the ancient times the gods of the pagan world could there be something real to them um, and if there is something real to them could there could there could they actually be existent now or what's behind the gods and could they be the uh, affecting our America, affecting our nation, affecting everybody who's listening. Um, and that, and the answer to those questions, as revealed in the book, is yes. And of course, there's only one true God. But the Bible actually give, speaks of a mystery of the gods. And, and it says, if, if in several places, first of all, in the Hebrew Scriptures, it says that behind the gods, when people were worshiping these gods, it says they were worshiping something in Hebrew called the Shedim. Now that means it's speaking of spirits or entities with consciousness, with volition. Um, and then when that, that, that word was translated into Greek and went into the New Testament, the word that was chosen was the word daimonia, to, tra to, to stand for Shadim, the Hebrew Shadim. The word daimonia is the word we get the word demon from. And so Paul says uh, in, in Corinthians that when the pagan world is worshiping these, these gods, they're actually worshiping these spirits or these, the, the daimonia. So, so the, the thing then, then is that if the ancient world was worshiping these gods or given to these gods, that means they were given to these spirits. And so that the, the ancient world or the pagan world, therefore, was given to spirit possession. They were under the influence of spirits, but then something changed. And what changed was with Jesus. He came into the world. And he, it's, he sends the gospel. The gospel goes out into the pagan world. And so what happens is you have now a clash. You have the, you have the spirit of God and you have the spirits of the world. You have the, the power of God and you have the gods of the world. And what happens, uh, you know, is that with this, there's a war uh, spiritually. The Christians are persecuted. They're thrown to the lions because of the issue of the gods. They will not worship them. But in the end, the gospel prevails. And the gods of the ancient world are basically... They, they disappear, but but in the spirit, if behind the gods were spirits, then what it means is well. The question is, where did the spirits go? It means it was the it was the greatest exorcism or mass exorcism in human history. What happened to Western 
creation. And so the thing is, though, that the spirits don't die. And so where do they go? And, the, and, and could they come back? And could they be at work now? And for that, there's actually an ancient warning that Jesus gave that in, in, the, in the Return of Gods, I call it the House of Spirits, that contains the answer. And the Return of the Gods, how does this uh, intersect with perhaps the concept of, uh, you know, the seven-year tribulation and, and the return of, of Christ? Well, it, it, it goes with everything, because the Bible says that in the last days um, there will be seducing spirits, and, there will be, and people will be under the influence. Actually, civilizations can be under the influence of, of all these things. So the, before, you know, at work are these spirits in the world. But the Bible says that, you know, the men shall be given to evil. There'll be a great falling away. This is all part of it. In fact, you can see it in America. You know, you can see it in the Western world. I mean, and particularly since the 1960s, there, there was a there's a great falling away, and we're opening the door. You know, when you turn away from God, you open the door to these spirits. And, and in fact, Jesus gives us this parable. Remember when he says that, you know, when a spirit comes out of a man, it says it goes looking for a place, doesn't find it to dwell, and says, I'll go back to my house, and he's talking about the man, goes back to the man or the house, the dwelling, and finds it clean and empty. Goes Then it says he goes back and he gets seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and brings it, they go back to the house or the man, they repossess it, and the, the latter state is worse than the first state. So here's, here's the thing. Now, people, when they hear that, you know, they think about, you know, it's about a man. But ultimately, he says at the end, so will it be with this generation. He's talking about something much bigger than just one person, an entire civilization. And when you take this to its ultimate, and the warning is this, any civilization, any nation, any culture that has known God, that has been cleansed of these things, turns away from God, the spirits that were cast out of it will come back into it. And so the, the, so the warning for America, the warning for the, for West, the Western world, which has been, which was delivered of these things in ancient times by the gospel, if it turns away from God, these ancient spirits are coming back into it. And that is exactly, if you want to understand what's been happening to America for the last half century or more, and much of the world, it is this exact thing. We turn from God, and these spirits, the same spirits that were cast out, or gods, have come back into our culture. And when they come back, remember, these are pagan spirits. The mission is to take a Christian civilization and turn it into a pagan one, to repossess it. And that's what's been happening to America and the world, much of the world, and that is that it is a repossession, and it is a process of paganization. And actually, well, you know, one of the things is, and one of the things I reveal in The Return of the Gods is that we can actually identify the actual spirits or gods that have returned. And it goes back to, you know, in the ancient times, in ancient Israel, when they turned away from God, there were three particular gods or spirits that came, that basically possessed the culture. And I, in the book, I call it the Dark Trinity. That same, those same spirits have now returned to America. You know, I find it interesting. There is a article that was linked on Drudge Report over the weekend, and it is headlined, A Mass Exodus from Christianity is Underway in America. Yes. And you can also, though, see news articles within the last few years that show that Africa now is the largest Christian community on earth. And so 
I find it, you know, interesting that amongst all of our American opulence and technology that Christianity seems to be withering, but yet amongst those populations who don't have the conveniences that have um, led us astray, you see Christianity rising. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This is all part of it. It's absolutely, you know, you know, the West, where the, where the gospel has been, it's, it's culturally disappearing. Now, I'm not, of course, there are, there are believers and we are, we are, there is, there is revival with, there are revivals within it, but there hasn't been a great revival for the nation. So we are witnessing this emptying out of God now, you know, and with that, it's not, you know, with the warning that Jesus gave is it's not going to remain empty. So here in these places where they never had it, yeah, that's where, that's really where the future, that's where the revival is taking place. But in the places where the gospel was, like America and Europe, you're actually seeing, you know, you're seeing an apostasy that you've never seen before. And so it's actually, the America and the West is actually influencing much of the world now, not for good, like it used to, as it used to, but for actually evil. And one of the things, this, this is exactly what happened to ancient Israel. When they turned away from God, these, this, uh, these other spirits came in. And the first of the spirit, or the first of the gods that comes back, in the, in, in the Bible, or in the original language, his name means the possessor, or the owner, or the master. And the, we know, you know, in Hebrew, the word was Baal, it means, it means possessor. Well, in, in English, we call him Baal. Well, this is the spirit that drives God out of a culture. And when you see, and also, you know, and actually begins to paganize it, when you look at America, and when you look at the, in the early 60s, we begin this process that you're talking about that we, you saw in Judge. It begins in, in, around, in the early 60s, we begin to, to remove God. You know, we just take him out of, you know, they say, we'll take him out of the schools. You know, just figure it's just a little thing. There wasn't a little thing. We, you were, we were removing God from the children. We were removing God from the future of America. That's how it began. When you do that, you're opening the door. And remember, the warning of Jesus is, when you start emptying the house of God, the house House is not going to stay empty. So what happens is, starting in the early 60s, it, up to this day, we have this revolution in our culture. And the thing is that the spirit comes in, and you can even, you, you, we know the spirit, because it's the spirit that now has been driving God out of everywhere, the public squares, and all these things. The Bible says that this same, that Baal caused Israel to forget God. Well, this spirit has caused America, by and large, to forget God. It all, it all says that it caused Israel to turn away from the commandments of God. Well, we've been literally, we've literally struck down the Ten Commandments, you know, like as Israel did. And it also begins this process of paganization. Well, you know, we, you know, we, we hear about things like wokeism and all that. Well, behind that is paganism. You know, in, in, in monotheism, you have one God, you have one truth. But in paganism, you have many gods and many truths. So now everybody has their own truth. You know, it says that if a man says he, he's not a man, he's a tree, well, that's his authentic truth. If a woman says, I'm not, a, I'm not a she, I'm a they, that's her authentic truth. So we see this happening all over. And actually, even, you know, the, there was a sign of Baal in ancient times. And, and the sign of Baal was actually a molten, uh, molten um, or bronze bull. That was his sign all over the Middle East. Well, could the sign appear in America? It already has. If you go to New York City, you'll see a massive bronze bull bull, the ancient sign of Baal, of that of a nation that has known God but has now turned away and is now giving itself to the Spirit. So this is just a little taste of, of that one God, but, and that's the first God 
there is a second that is that has really transformed our culture. Yes, and you talk about in your book, Return of the Gods, the Enchantress and the Destroyer. Um, yes. And, and that's another yes. another part of, of this book. And uh, I wanted, of course, make sure that uh, people knew that they can get your book, Return of the Gods, by Jonathan Kahn, uh, with a pretty simple Google ser- uh, search, I am sure. Yeah, the, the Return of the Gods is literally everywhere you can get it, in everywhere, wherever there are books. And, um, and I'm you know, encouraging people not just to get it for yourself, but get it for people in your life who need to, need to know and need to get it. Um, and if it's okay, um, we'll just, I'll, I'll mention about the Enchantress. Um, the Enchantress is the, basically the, the goddess or the principality that leads a nation into sexual immorality. And when you look at, it happened in ancient times, when you look at what happened when, uh, right after we begin turning away from God, there comes a sexual revolution. It starts transforming our culture, hasn't stopped. That is the next spirit of this. And the, and the thing is that in ancient times, this, this goddess was called a prostitute. That's what she was. And in Greek, when they called her, you know, she's, she appears in the Bible, by the way, as Ashtora, appears in Babylon as Ishtar, in Greece as Aphrodite. And when they referred to her in Greece, they called her by the ancient name of, of, of her a prostitute, the word is porne. We get porn from it. And actually, and she is actually the, the goddess associated with pornography from ancient times. And so now we have an explosion of pornography. It's all linked to this. And the thing is that she also, she also weakened marriage. Well, look what's been happening to marriage, to families. That all goes back to this. And there's so much more, but I'll just tell you, the next one is, as you said, is called the Destroyer. Who's the Destroyer? The Destroyer, the third of the Dark Trinity, is the one who causes parents to offer their children as sacrifices. So look what happens, Will. It's like clockwork. First comes the turning away, Baal. Then comes the sexual revolution, Ishtar, or Ashtorah. And then we have, at the end of the 60s, we begin the, the most pagan of acts, we begin offering our children. We, we, we have abortion now. And the thing is that, you know, in, remember Jesus said when they come back, they come back worse. So, you know, ancient Israel, they, when they turned away from God, they offered up thousands of their children. Well, we have offered up over 60 million. And I, sh- and in the book, I actually show, I won't go into it for time's sake, but in the book that when you look at the ancient sacrifices, the child sacrifices, they're actually reappearing now, the ancient rituals. People don't even realize it. It's reappearing in, in abortion. So it's amazing. And that, and that's just the, the, the first part because what is happening now with gender and all these things is linked to an amazing mystery to an ancient principality, ancient spirit. Well, you talk about the um, sexualization of the culture, and I, yes. read a, I read a report on The Guardian uh, recently, and they estimated that the uh, porn business is larger than Netflix and Hollywood combined, with potentially up to a... Uh, Ninety billion dollars a year in revenue, and so wow, it's yes. uh, in, really an incredible how the internet has, um, you know, made yes. the the delivery of that much different than it was when well, tw- even twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
exactly. I mean, one of the things that, Will, that's a great point. That we, you know, when you combine high technology with, you combine it with actually the, these forces, it becomes even uh, more powerful. And interesting, I didn't mention it because there's so much, I'm just giving it a taste, but, but one of the things is that, you know, when the Bible says that when people turn away from God, they turn to idol, they worship the works of their hands. Well, when Paul, the Apostle Paul, speaks of the, pa- of the pagan world in Mars Hill, and he speaks of the idols, he uses the word uh, techne, the Greek word techne. We get the word technology. And so it's saying when people turn away from God, they're actually going to worship their technology, and they're going to be drawn to it. They're going to become slaves of their technology. So now in every one, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up, because every one of these three you know, principalities that I'm identifying in the return of the gods actually you know, comes into our lives through technology. It's kind of like taking ba- the ancient spirits combined with modern technology, and that it becomes a dangerous combination that is affecting this generation. And the thing is, it goes even deeper because there was something very strange about the, that goddess, that the enchantress of sexuality, and that is in her ancient inscriptions. I, I looked at these ancient inscriptions from Babylon, and it actually says that she. It says that you are the god. You are the one who transforms a man into a woman and a woman into a man. This is the goddess of sexual androgyny, the one who actually blurs the lines of gender, merges them, confuses them. And so what would we expect to happen? Exactly what's happening right now in our culture. This is the next stage of the Enchantress, and that is the the breaking down of gender, and this happened. This is like all, all. This is in every part of our culture. Example is that she grinds away the masculinity of men. She 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 comes against you know the masculinity of of men to, to remove them from fatherhood, from husbandry, you know, from to feminize them. Um, what she it says with women, she she masculinizes them. Well, this is what's happening in our entire culture. But it even goes deeper because she had an ancient priesthood that I reveal in the book that actually walked around her temples. They were men dressed as women and acting as women. Well, when you see this returning to our culture, you know the gods are back. And the other thing is she didn't just have, it says she dresses them this way. Not just that. She literally had them surgically transitioned. And and I mean, her priests, they were literally surgically transitioned. And so, therefore, we expect now this to happen in our culture. Well, it's happening now. And back then, Really, she was she possessed her priesthood. Now, remember, Jesus said they come back worse. Now she's after an entire generation of children. So, I mean, it's amazing, literally behind everything. And when you and when you see this, like it, it, it like everything becomes very crystal clear. But this is what we're dealing with, and it literally has affected every part of our culture. It's even affected our the Supreme Court and literally the decisions of the Supreme Court. So what should the Christian in America or anywhere else in the world do? Should they throw their hands up and say, well, this is just a part of the natural progression of, uh, of the way that the world is going to go in, in the run-up to the return of Christ? Uh, should people be focused on holiness within themselves in order to give strength to the church? Is it a lost cause? Well, that's <laughs> a great question. Yeah, at the end of the last part of the Return of God, I get into exactly you know, what do we need to do because that's the, that's the point. You know, it, it is a you know the, the book is not just to reveal the mystery; it is to arm and empower God's people. Um, yes, it is happening, and yes, it is a run up, as you said, to the end, in the end times. 
Um, the, the thing is, at the same time, you know, we are not called to just just be passive. We're called to be light. You know, the thing is that when you look at much of the much of biblical history, most of the great people of God they dealt with this. You know, Moses dealt with the gods of Egypt. Elijah dealt with the gods of Canaan. You know, the, you know, I mean, throughout and the, the first Christians dealt with the gods of Rome, including Paul dealt with that. So no, we need to stand. And the thing is that we got so. And you said something also very profound because you know we should be get more spiritual. It's both because you know if we're going to fight, if we're going to stand in the days ahead, because it's going to get more. If we're going to stand on that, that's what the book is revealing. What do we do? Is that first of all, if there's anything in our life that is linked to this, you know, whether it's pornography, whether it's you know abortion, whatever it is, anything in our life that's a god or an idol, that's a stronghold. We got to get rid of it. You know, Gideon had to smash the idol of Baal before he become the hero that he became. That was in his backyard. You know, so we have to do that first. Secondly. Uh, we are called to stand. You know, remember, you know, the last part of the return of the gods is, is called the other God. It's the God we have. We have the true, living, powerful, almighty God. And even though it looks like we're in the minority, it, it doesn't matter. We have the power. And the, the point is we have to stand. But we have to stand like Elijah stood. You know, you know, we have to stand like the people of the Bible stood. This is a time for greatness. You know, and, and the power of God is still much stronger than the entire, all the gods put together, all the spirits put together. Remember, it was the name of Jesus that actually that actually drove out these spirits. So yes, they, yes, it's happening. But this is our time to shine and become stronger. But we have to stand. We have to not be silent. You know, one of the things I'm sharing in the book is that one of the end games or the what is the agenda of these of these gods? It's ultimately to cancel out any voice that's against it. It's total dominant dominion. That's what they that's what they seek to do. Like think of Elijah and, and Jezebel. Well, the thing is, we have to not be canceled. We have to stand and be stronger and let the chips fall where they may. You know, this thing, and I'm just, just going to mention a quick taste, this this, well, we're, this phenomenon has affected everything, even from when we talk about, like, the sign of the rainbow taking over the culture. That goes back to an ancient mystery linked to this this goddess. You know, the, par- the parade, you know, that fact that June is now called Pride Month, that goes back to the goddess. That was her month. You know, all these things that are happening is exactly what the believers dealt with back then so we're in good company you know and so so ultimately we are to stand and no we are not to be passive we are the light of the world so if the dark's getting darker it is time for the lights of god to get brighter and and those who will will overcome and that is why that is the that's why i wrote the book not only to you know the return of god isn't just to remove a veil it is literally to arm god's people because we need to know what's coming and how to stand Yes, and I think the first part of that combination, the clearing out of the strongholds in the Christian's life is so important because one of the reasons why Christians don't stand is because they are convicted by their own sin, and so they do not feel empowered to be able to say, thus saith the Lord, when they know in their own spirit that they are not, um, you know, living as they should. And so uh, I think about that a lot because one of the reasons for the, such the shift in the culture is simply because Christians have changed in what they are doing, and it leads them to not have the strength in their voice that they once did. Well, that is that is very profound, uh, you know, and, and I would I would link it to, you remember that, that Jesus said that, you know, you are this, the light of the world and the salt of the earth. Well, light lights up the darkness and salt is a pres- keeps away 
way decay and, and rottenness. Well, if the culture has become so darkened and, and decaying, well, it could not, it could, the, what happened? the light could not have been the light it was supposed to be. And the salt could not be the salt it was supposed to be. So yeah, absolutely right. And when you mentioned, you know, pornography, like for instance, you know, you know, that it's greater than, bigger than Hollywood, and it's America, by the way, that is the number one producer of it. Well, that has affected Christians, just like it's affected the world, it's affected Christians, and many other sins like that. So yes, absolutely, that, you know, Gideon was said, you know, listen, you cannot, you, if you're going to be the hero, you have to deal with that altar of Baal in your backyard. And when he did, then he was. So yes, absolutely right. Plus, on top of that, the culture or these spirits are seeking to intimidate, you know, the body of Christ, you know, intimidate God's people, you know. And the problem is most believers are being intimidated and most pastors are being intimidated by this. They don't, they're not speaking about what they need to speak about instead of being like Paul, you know, like, like Peter, like, you know, the, you know, here's the other thing, Will, you know, when, when these spirits come back, you know, listen, remember they were cast out by the gospel. They were cast out by the, by the name of Jesus. They were cast out by Christians. And so therefore they are especially seeking to target Christians. That's why that's what's happening in our culture. But listen, it means this is round two. You know, what happened in the Roman Empire, you know, the book of Acts, you know, this is round two. So the thing is, listen, this is our, an honor for us to stand as they did. But we have to do exactly what you said. We have to be all out for God. And, and we're not perfect, but we have to be all out. And God will honor that. And the thing is that, that back then, you know, they prevailed. And so, the thing, so where we are right now, you know, this is, this is, the, this is our chance to stand as they stood. And if, if the world is, in a sense, going back to where it was at the beginning of the age, back to paganism or a, or a post-Christian paganism, well, then it's time for us to go back to where we were at the beginning of the age. And that's the book of Acts. But the, but the, and the promise is that if we will stand, God's spirit, God's power will be upon us. Whoever will stand, God will anoint you. Just like the book of Acts, you know? If this, if this, you know, we always pray, I wish I could live in the book of Acts. Well, congratulations, you're living in biblical times. Let's, let's live like it. Let's rise to it. Jonathan Kahn has been our guest today. His new book is entitled The Return of the Gods. We appreciate his time greatly. Um, Mr. Kahn, I'll give you the final word. Yeah, thank you, Will. Uh, yeah, you can get the return. The return of gods is literally everywhere online, Amazon, and everywhere uh, you can get books. Um, but I encourage you get it not just for yourself. Get it for people in your life who need it. Um, and listen, be strong and of good courage because we truly, no matter what it looks like in the culture, we are truly on the winning side and the God we serve, the God you serve is greater than any power, any sin, any principality in the world or in your life. Rise to it and God will give you the power to overcome. This is the time to rise to greatness.